Scorpio Sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the best podcast you never heard of. My name's Tom. I am your host. Today is Sunday, December the 5th, 2021. NXT War Games just ended as I'm recording this. We'll get to all those results here in a little bit. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody for watching, listening, and subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to check out catchhookshoot.com where you can find all the podcasts and interviews and videos and all that kind of fun stuff, as well as the uh, the shop where you can get all your t-shirts and hats and all that kind of good stuff. Head to prowrestlingtees.com for other t-shirts that you won't find in the shop on the website. Make sure you're following us on social media on all platforms. You can find the show at Catch Hook Shoot, and you can find links to all that and a whole lot more on our link tree, which is uh, linktree slash Catch Hook Shoot, or scan this little QR code right here in the corner of your screen if I can point to it the right way if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So let's dive into everything going on in the uh, crazy world of pro wrestling this week, and we'll start it off like we always do with our lead story. So our lead story this week is uh, Hangman Page and Brian Danielson. I'm I'm really liking how this storyline is progressing. I know I've said before I like Brian Danielson as a heel. I just think you know as good of a babyface as he is, I think he's actually a better heel than a babyface. And this program with Hangman with uh, with Danielson going through every member of the Dark Order in their hometowns, working his way up to Hangman Page, uh, which is coming up in a couple weeks at their Winter is Coming Dynamite special uh, out of Dallas. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm loving the build to this story. I think it's going to be a great match, and I'm going to go on record right now. I'm going to say Hangman's going to retain. I don't think they're going to. They did not build for two years to get Hangman that world title just to take it off of him a month later. You know, it, it, so I, I'm going to say right now, Hangman is going to retain, but it is going to be a hell of a match between these two guys. But that, uh, yeah, that that's my uh, my lead story. My favorite storyline for this week is Brian Danielson and Hangman Adam Page with their uh, program for the World uh, World Championship. So let's keep rolling right along into our next segment here where uh, we talk about what I think was the uh, the best match of the week, or at least my favorite match of the week, and that is the match of the week. Hey, what do you know? Match of the week this week, Cody versus Andrade. Holy shit. This was an Atlanta street fight because it was in Atlanta. <laughs> and, I mean, these guys pulled out all the stops. I mean, they beat the living hell out of each other. Cody got busted open. But the the biggest spot of this match was at the very end. Cody with the, the superplex on Andrade off the top through a flaming table and Cody makes the pin while he's on fire okay his skin was flaming now granted he wasn't engulfed in flames there's a couple small spots on him but also Andrade's chest was on fire as well when they first when he first made the cover I mean you know the these guys pulled out all the stops and 
you know, people are going to say, oh, is this a spot fest? And blah, blah. Well, yeah, that tends to be what a street fight is. You see every form and fashion of weapon and everything else you can think of in a street fight. So that that's kind of the point. But, uh, yeah, that, that's that got to be the first time I ever saw somebody go for a pin while they were on fire. That that has to be a first. At least it is for me. So, yeah, that, that alone makes it the match of the week. Co- Cody Rhodes with the flaming pinfall. But uh, Cody was victorious in that one, so I don't know if that's the end of his program with Andrade. Um, or or if they're, I don't know where they would go from here with that one. We did see the return of Brandy Rhodes. She came out of the crowd. She's the one that actually set the table on fire. So, but uh, yeah, if you have not seen this one, go back and check it out. It was a damn good match between these two guys. And uh, like I said, they, they pulled out all the stops. They left it all in the ring. And Cody Rhodes made the pin while he was on fire. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's worth watching the match just to see that. So... Yeah, make sure you go back and check this one out. Cody Rhodes versus Andrade, Atlanta Street fight from this past week on Dynamite. So, next up on the show is my top three highlights of the week, and that is called the three count. First up on the three count, once again, uh, Punk and MJF. Another great back-and-forth promo with these two guys. They, They have yet... To lock up, they have yet to touch each other. You know, uh, MJF basically threatened to kill Punk's dog uh, this time around, and you know, Punk came out of the ring, went up the ramp to go after MJF, and Wardlow came out of the back. I'm still waiting for Wardlow to break loose from MJF. It's it's coming, and when it does, it's going to be ugly, and MJF is going to get the crap kicked out of him. But that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about MJF and CM Punk. Um, not sure when or where this match is going to take place, but when it does, uh, yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be one to watch. I mean, just the uh, the promos that these guys have been cutting on each other the last you know last few weeks uh, have been outstanding. They're two of the best on the microphone, and I'm just I'm loving every second of it so far. Talking about promos, the Miz and Edge next up on the three count two uh, two returns this past week in WWE on. Uh, on SmackDown and or on SmackDown on Raw, but uh, yeah, I think it was you know what I don't even know who's on what show anymore. The Miz and Edge both came back this week and got in each other's faces, and uh, yeah, it, it seems to be a bit of a trend now with promos like this. People talking about uh, people that have been released. You know, Edge made mention of uh, or you know referenced John Morrison being uh, released from WWE, didn't mention him by name, but talked about, you know, Miz went off to do Dancing with the Stars and left his tag team partner high and dry to get fired. And, uh, you know, the Miz talking about Edge's past injuries and going away and coming back and going away and coming back. And, you know, again, great back and forth promo with these two. And we're going to see some more of it this coming week on Miz TV, where Edge is going to be the guest. So again, this is obviously leading to a match, I would assume, at the day one pay-per-view coming up on, uh, on January 1st. So... You know, I mean, it's the Miz and Edge. You you can't go wrong, really. It's, you know, the Miz, the best heel that WWE has had the last several years. And Edge just, uh, you know, can do no wrong at this point, really. So, you know, great, uh, great opening salvo for this rivalry this past week. Uh, number three on the three count, Cora Jade from War Games just tonight. My God, I... I I'm not sure if she is legitimately injured or not. Hit a swanton bomb from the top of the cage through a table onto one of their opponents and was selling the hell out of the fact that it looked like her shoulder was separated. 
And then fast forward a little bit, you see Io Shirai, you know, trying to uh, pop it back in. Meanwhile, the ringside doctors are outside the cage screaming at her to stop. But uh, And then Cora Jade ends up getting the winning pinfall in war games for her team. So, uh, yeah, Cora Jade definitely uh, MVP of uh, of this pay-per-view. It was that, you know, just her portion of that match alone had me, you know, had my attention for the, the full match. And, uh, you know, you, you think about Cora Jade, she's only 20 years old, formerly known as Elena Black on the Independence. You know, I got to call some of her matches when, when she made some appearances for Warrior Wrestling. Uh, a fantastic young wrestler, and she's only going to get better, which is kind of scary because she's already pretty damn good. So, uh, but yeah, Cora Jade, definitely for my money, the MVP of the whole War Games pay-per-view. You know, if she if she was injured, I hope it's not anything super serious. And if she's not, she did the best damn sell job I have ever seen. So, you know, hopefully, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping it was just, you know, storyline, part of the match. I'm hoping she's not really not really injured because, you know, you, you never want to see anybody suffer a serious injury like that. So I'm hoping it was just a, a damn good sell job on her part. But, uh, yeah, Cora Jade, MVP of War Games on the, uh, the three count here. So let's get into uh, some other stuff going on. Um, yeah, Monday Night Raw, we saw some more. The, the, the title picture on Raw is kind of muddled right now. I mean, you've got Big E as the champ, and then you've got, you know, Seth Rollins right now is the number one contender. But he's got a little side thing going with Finn Balor. And then Kevin Owens is thrown into the mix. Kevin Owens actually got added to the title match between Rollins and Big E at day one by defeating Big E on Raw, but the reason he defeated Big E is because uh, Seth Rollins, who was at ringside, uh, decided, you know, or lost his temper and attacked Kevin Owens during the match, so Big E got disqualified, Owens got the win, and he's, and, you know, that title match is now a triple threat match. Uh, And then we had the uh, the contract signing between Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship, and again, we had some more mention of, you know, released superstars, Liv Morgan saying that her friends aren't there anymore because of uh, Becky's big fat contract and stuff like that, so WWE not uh, not shying away from the... uh, uh, what seems to be becoming a trend in wrestling, talking about the uh, the other companies and stuff. We even saw a little of that from uh, Moose on Impact this week when he was talking to Matt Cardona. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm liking where this is going with Liv and Becky. Uh, this match is going to happen next week on Raw. And, seriously, I would love to see Liv Morgan win it. I don't think she will. I think if, you know, they're going to have that title change, it's going to be on a pay-per-view possibly you know we could possibly see the match again on day one uh but who knows with wwe i honestly they're i hate to say it a lot of times there is no cohesiveness in their storyline so you know who knows who uh, becky lynch will be facing at the uh, the day one pay-per-view uh over on the smackdown side talking about the women's championships we've been seeing a lot of stuff with tony storm challenging charlotte uh laid out a challenge for her for day one now uh last week on their thanksgiving show charlotte uh kind of humiliated tony storm a little bit threw some pies in her faces tony storm got some revenge this week after charlotte turned down her challenge for day one so we'll see uh what's going to happen with that also saw the return of brock lesnar who just kind of decimated Sami Zayn and you know allowed roman reigns to uh pin him without any kind of real effort and this is all leading to another match between Roman and Brock at day one um honestly we've seen it already I mean yes it's Roman it's Brock they're two of the biggest names WWE has right now but 
you know, g- give me give me somebody new. Give me somebody new going after Roman. I mean, I, at this point, I don't even care who it is. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be Roman and Brock again. It's, I'm sure it's going to be the main event of the pay-per-view. And I'm pretty sure Roman's going to retain unless WWE decides they want to throw a curveball and have Brock Lesnar be the champion again and only show up every three or four months. So, who knows? But, uh, yeah. And then we had the uh, the War Games event, like I said, just ended as I started recording this. And a uh, couple of notes real quick before I get into the card. Apparently, Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly's contracts are coming up uh, possibly you know, within the week or at the very least within the month. And from what's been going around out there, mostly coming from uh, Fightful, is that you know O'Reilly actually signed a one-week extension to get through the War Games pay-per-view. But, uh, yeah, it would it'd kind of surprise me if we don't see Kyle O'Reilly pop up in AEW alongside Bobby Fish and Adam Cole. Um, you know, just, just because it just seems like the natural progression of things at this point. Uh, as far as Johnny Gargano, he's another one who would be a great fit in AEW. But AEW is getting to that point where they're getting a little bit heavy in their roster. They don't have enough tv time for everybody that that's the thing they they have three hours of live and not even live tv but three hours of tv every week and i'm not counting dark and elevation obviously but uh, they, they don't have enough time for everybody that they've got i mean you know uh big swole already decided you know uh, apparently mutually decided with with tony khan that she is not going to re-sign with aew uh, there's rumors swirling around that Brian Cage is going to be the next one to leave AEW because, you know, these, these are two, what I would say, top-tier stars for AEW in their respective divisions, and they're getting no TV time at all. Uh, so AEW get, getting a little bit top-heavy, but, uh, you know, Tony Khan has already said he's not going to release anybody. He's going to let contracts expire and, you know, just kind of work things out as that happens. So, if you know... Uh, if they mutually decide that they want they want to keep the person around, they will. And you know, or if like with Big Swole, they want to move on to other things, you know, I I don't think Tony Khan's going to be one to hold them back or prevent them from doing that. So we'll have to have to see how that plays out. But I'm getting off track here. Uh, also, Tommaso Ciampa's contract apparently was extended due to time off he had to take for his uh, neck injuries that he had when he had to have surgery back in 2019. So he's still going to be around for a little while. And uh, Beth Phoenix, I guess this was her last night on uh, NXT commentary. She put out a statement earlier this week that, you know, she uh, wants to wants to spend more time at home with her kids. And, you know, who can blame her? I mean, come on. So uh, Beth Phoenix done with, uh, with NXT for the time being. And uh, so now let's get into the War Games card. I already talked about Cora Jade. She, for my money, was the MVP of the whole show. Uh, her team, along with Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray, defeated Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction in a great War Games match. Uh, Imperium retained the NXT Tag Team Championships against Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. And after that match, of course, the crowd, knowing that Kyle O'Reilly's contract is pretty much up, uh, you know, started with the, uh, the Thank You Kyle chant. And Von Wagner then decided he was going to try to attack Kyle O'Reilly, which was a bit of a mistake because O'Reilly got the got the jump on him and uh, just took him down and then later in the show O'Reilly challenged Wagner to a cage match uh, this coming Tuesday on NXT TV Uh, Cameron Grimes got the win over Duke Hudson so Duke Hudson lost his hair or some of his hair anyway he ran away before Grimes was done shaving his head so he uh, left him with a skullet I believe Wade Barrett referred to it as 
and uh, Roderick Strong retained the NXT Cruiserweight Championship against Joe Gacy. And in the men's War Games match, it was uh, Team 2.0, Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo getting the victory over Team Black and Gold, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, and L.A. Knight. Um, not really a surprise there, you know, with all the changes going on in, in NXT, this was the kind of changing of the guard and, uh, you know, not, a, not a huge surprise. I would have liked to have seen team black and gold win, but I, I don't think anybody expected that to happen. Uh, so getting into some AEW news, uh, Darby Allen and Sting picked up a victory over the gun club and it was a gun club's first defeat as a tag team. And, uh, so Darby and Sting now are the only undefeated tag team in AEW. Uh, we saw 2.0 and Daniel Garcia attack Chris Jericho in the back, and this is stemming from, you know, uh, 2.0 and, and Garcia have been going after Eddie Kingston. Jericho came down to help at one point, and then uh, so now Jericho suffering for that. So I'm sure this is going to lead to uh, some type of alliance between Jericho and Kingston, which should be interesting. So we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, Ruby Soho defeated Chris Statlander to advance to the semifinals of the TBS Championship Tournament in a another fantastic match between those two women honestly probably my two favorite uh female wrestlers in aew ruby soho and chris statlander right now and uh you know throw anna jay in that mix too as well as ty conti and you know that's my that's my aew top four right there um sammy guevara retained the tnt championship against tony niece in a very good match and ftr uh defeated Penta and Pack in the main event, uh, but uh, yeah, of course had a little help from Alistair Black, who went after Pack's good eye. He uh, Pack already wearing an eye patch from the last time he was attacked by Alistair Black, and this time Black not only sprayed the mist in Pack's good eye, but uh, literally was trying to gouge it out, or at least that's how they were making it look. And you know, had blood on his hands from Pack and everything, so they're really, you know, still kind of continuing this angle with Alistair Black. Uh, or Malachi Black, excuse me, going after uh, going after people's eyes. <laughs> kind of carried over from WWE. Uh, some impact news. Matt Cardona went after uh, or is uh, challenging Moose for the Impact World title, and this ended up in a tag team match with Moose and W. Morrissey taking on Eddie Edwards and Matt Cardona in the main event. Cardona actually got the pinfall on Moose in that tag match, and then W. Morrissey turned on Moose and just laid him out. So, uh... Yeah, Cardona uh, looking, you know, looking to pick up some gold and impact, and uh, as well in the NWA. Uh, so NWA had their uh, Hard Times Two event this past weekend, and uh, there were no title changes, surprisingly enough, because um, there, there were a lot of title matches, but uh, no no changes in any of the NWA championships. And at the end of the show, uh, after Trevor Murdoch retained the NWA championship. Uh, Cardona actually came out and made his intentions pretty clear. He wants a shot at the NWA title, so Cardona looking to uh, pick up two world championships if he can. Uh, let's see, I already talked about uh, Big Swole is not renewing her AEW contract. We've got a brand new AAA mega champion in uh, Ijo Del Vikingo. Won a uh, five-way match against uh, Samurai Del Sol, formerly known as Callisto in WWE, Jay Lethal, Bobby Fish, and Bandito for that vacant title. So Ijo Del Vikingo is the, the new AAA mega champion. And, uh, yeah, that I think that actually wraps things up, believe it or not. Sorry, my notes are kind of sketchy here this week. But, uh, yeah, so it's going to wrap up the uh, news and rumors and everything like that for this week. So right now I'm going to throw it over to Charlie G, and he's got the indie cut. 
Thank you, Tom, and hey to Wrestling Friends. I'm Charlie G with this week's Indie Cut. It's a busy wrestling Saturday with four shows at once. I'm not sure how I'm going to watch them all, but I will do my best. Uh, so we begin with Sari, November 27th. Uh, and uh, New Japan uh, Wrestling is still in their Super Juniors and Tag Leagues. Uh, no need to really get into those still. Uh, so then we go to Stardom, Tokyo Super Wars. Uh, one of their big shows with over 1,200 in attendance. So that's pretty good. For the future of Stardom title three-way match, champion Uraka defeated Mai Sakura and Uraka Tsukiyama. We had Azumi and Momo Watanabe defeat Lady C and Yunagi Sayaka. Uh, we had stars of Hanan, Hazuki, and Mayu Iwatani defeat uh, Odotai of Fukigen Death, Rina, and Saki Kashima. That'd be a fun match. For the Wonder of Stardom title, number one contendership through their match, uh, Saya Kamatani defeated Himeka and Natsupoi. Uh, that was a pretty wild three-way match there. For the high-speed title, champion Starlight Kid defeated Koguma. Uh, for the SWA Undisputed World Women's title and five-star Grand Prix contract UWF rules match, uh, champion Siri. Uh, defeated Konami by KO. Uh, that was very interesting. Uh, for the winner of Stardom title match, Tam Nakano, who's the champion, defeated Mino Sirikawa. And for the world of Stardom title match, uh, champion Yutami Hayashita retained against Micah. And an outstanding match between those two. To Dragon Gate, the Gate of Origin 2021. Uh... For the Open the Twin Gate title match, uh, Naruki Doi and Takashi Yoshida defeated champions King Shimuzu and Susumi Yokosuka to become new champions. Down to Explosive Pro Wrestling Reawakening 20 from Claremont, Australia. Uh, for the EPW Heavyweight title, Wasteland Warfare match. Julian Ward defeated champion Mikey Nichols to become the champion. Uh, Progress, Chapter 126, Behold the Turtle. It is actually on the Peacock Network if you feel like watching it. If it ever plays for you. Stupid app. <coughs> uh, from London, England. Uh, Chris Ridgway defeated Kid Lycos. Lana Austin defeated Laurel DiMatteo. For the Progress, Revelations of Divine. Love semi-final match. Uh, Raiho defeated Sky Smithson by referee's decision. Giselle Shaw defeated Debbie Cattell for the Progress Tag Title match. Charlie Sterling and Nick Riley, who are champions, defeated Brandon White and Danny Jones. And for the Progress Unified World Title, champion Cara Noir defeated Gene Money, also by referee's decision. Back here in the States and Russell Pearl full steam ahead from New Jersey on Fight TV. <clears throat> uh, Tony Nice defeated Bobby Woodward. Sean Dean defeated Nikos Rikos. Uh, Freya the Slayer defeated Halla Dead. Uh, Colt Cabana defeated CHQ. So Colt made another round of independent booking. Joey Janela defeated Sunny Kiss. 
for the Russell Pro Silver Title three-way match, champion or Aaron Rourke defeated Dante Martin and Matt McIntosh. That had to be a real, real cool match there. And for the Russell Pro Tag Titles Gauntlet match, which is vacant, uh, Beer Boulder and Bear Bronson uh, won that. Uh, with some uh, pretty interesting tag teams in there, we, we got the LSG and World Famous CB, uh, the Graysons, uh, and the Claim were even there. So Bear, Bear Boulder and Bear Bronson are your new tag team champions there. To Russell Kate 2021 uh, on Title Match Network. So have fun trying to see that, even though I'm watching it right now. Uh, this came from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, uh, defeated the Blondes of Bollywood, which is Gerv Sira and Harv Sira. Or, you know, they're in WWE. Uh, I'll just go with that. Uh, for the AML title, ch champion Caprice Coleman defeated Dirty Dango. A pretty decent match. Uh, in a six-man tag match, Minor Reed, Rick Swan, and Tim defeated Andrew Everett, Colby Carino, and Matt Cross. Uh, George South defeated Heath. Uh, PCO defeated Eric Redbeard. That had to be hard-hitting action right there. Uh, Jay Lethal defeated Mark Cardona. Uh, that's probably pretty cool. That match is coming up in about another 30 minutes. Uh, they held a battle royal, and Shane Taylor won that. It'd be kind of funny. We got Shane Douglas, Swaggle, uh, Cyrus, Falaba, holy cow, Kerry Morton, Mr. Hughes, Sam Houston? Um, oh, okay, we got some names coming up for this match, huh? In uh, a three year match, Thunder Rosa defeated <coughs> Diana Perrazzo and Mercedes Martinez. It's a little preview of Warrior Wrestling right there. Matt Hardy defeated Enzo. Uh, and Malachi Black defeated Buddy Matthews in an outstanding match. I saw most of this already. <clears throat> so check that out if you can. Two future stars of wrestling. No Escape Chaos in the Cage from Las Vegas, Nevada on Fight TV. This is an awesome show. Nice to see them back in action. <clears throat> they can run every three months or so, so it was nice to see them. For their FSW tag title match, uh, Juicy Finale and Tao Leona? Leona? Yeah. Uh, defeated champions Cutthroat Cody and Jacob Austin Young to become new champions. Uh, oh, as well as Hero Leo and Shogun Jones. <coughs> so we got the Finale and Leona's new tag team champions. <coughs> For the FSW Women's title, champion Sandra Moon defeated Viva Van. Uh, in a knockout or submission only match, uh, Graves defeated Tom Lawler. So Tom Lawler can't even win a knockout match. Uh, for the FSW Heavyweight title, champion Hammerstone defeated Brian Cage by DQ. A good match between those two, just weird at ending in DQ. And nice to see Brian Cage in action. Uh, he can wrestle still. Just don't know why he's not in AEW wrestling. For the FSW Nevada State title cage match, uh, Remy Marcel defeated champion Klaus to become the champion. 
for the FSW No Limits title. Number one contendership, six-way escape to cage match. Jay Vidal defeated Danny Limelight, Brandon Getson, Jordan Cruz, Minus Creed, and Tom Esty. <clears throat> uh, also in the cage match, Matt Vandergriff defeated Damian Drake. Uh, an outstanding match between those two. And for the FSW No Limits title cage match, Chris Bay defeated champion Ice Williams to become the champion. Uh, he also defeated like three of uh, Ice's uh, cronies group. Also got in the cage and he beat them all up. So nice to go on Chris. And at the end of the show, a video from Killer Cross uh, played saying he will be back in February. And he has been watching what is going on. So at least that is his first stop along his uh, comeback. Um, I figured he'd go back there. He's really good. And if he lives in Nevada still... Why not just show up there, right? Uh, then we head down to Mexico and Big Lucha at in Bandito's Gym, of all places, because this is part of Bandito's promotion. Uh, La Piquita and Microman defeated Espectrito and Masquerita Sagrada. That'd be a cool match. And then we had Bandito, Ciclone Ramirez Jr., and El Hijo de Octagon defeated El Tejano Jr., Supernova, and Flamita. Some more Bandito and Flamita matches. Uh, Alright, on to Sunday, November 28th. <laughs> and All Japan for Wrestling, uh, World Tag League Day 7. Uh, no Tag League uh, talk here. This is MLW Middleweight title match. And Champion Tajiri retained against Atsuki Oyagi. So MLW Championship being defended in Japan. That's pretty cool. Two, without a cause. Uh, Real Wrestlers from Everett Washington. Uh, Nick Wayne defeated Lee Moriarty. And Alex Shelley defeated Daniel Makabe. Uh, over to Game Changer Wrestling and LA Fights Volume 1 from Los Angeles, California. On YouTube. Uh... I gotta say, this show is interesting with their lighting. So if you like dark, lit, shadow figures wrestling, or from the bottom of the ring angle, this is the show for you. <laughs> uh, Matt Vandergriff defeated Damian Drake. Juicy Finale defeated Bad Dude Tito. In a match, I wish I could have saw a lot better, but like I said, their lighting. Jay Vidal defeated The Rogue, Hunter Freeman, Judas. Little Cholo and Ray Rojas. Outstanding match from what I could tell and whatever you could kind of see. Some crazy spots. Even one from the balcony. Check that out if you can on YouTube. Uh, and then we had Dark Sheik defeated Sandra Moon. And a really good match there. Over to Title Match Wrestling Network and WrestleCade Entertainment. And their Ladies Night Out 11 from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. This is also on the Title Match Network. Uh, Lady Frost defeated Alicia Edwards. Uh, Diamante defeated Amber Nova, Freya the Slayer, and Colby Max. Jordan Grace defeated Kira Hogan. Nice probably impact match right there. Uh, for the Unified Women's Title match, which is vacant, Genocide defeated Jamie Senegal. Um, Shadis Martinez defeated Vipers. In a Texas Tornado Tag Team match, Ella Envy and Kenzie Page defeat Dream Girl Ellie and R Riley Rocket. Uh, 
Uh, Thunder Rosa defeated Kylan King. <clears throat> and in the Ladies' Night Out title match, champion Evil East defeated Chelsea Green. So, so a cool show right there. On to Monday, November 29th, and Limitless Prize Possession on IWTV. Uh, this is taped, so some news might have come out already about this. Uh, JT Dunn defeated Anthony Henry. Jake Something defeated Kevin Blackwood. And for the Limitless World title, Alec Price defeated champion Anthony Green to become new champion. To Tuesday, November 30th, New Texas Pro Wrestling, 25 Lighters from Houston, Texas. <clears throat> also on IWTV. For the New Texas Pro Women's title, Hayan uh, defeated Roxy to become the champion. So Hayan's been missing here in the Chicagoland area. I guess she's just staying in Texas and wrestling there. And, well, it paid off. She became new champion. And for the New Texas Pro title, champion Brian Keith defeated Aaron Mercer. To Wednesday, December 1st. And Pro Wrestling Wave. Uh, for the World Woman Pro Wrestling Diana Queen Elizabeth title three-way match, uh, our favorite Kari Oniyama defeated Yepi and champion Yumi Oka to become the champion. To Thursday, December 2nd, and beyond Uncharted Territory, Season 3, Episode 9, from Worcester, Mass, on IWTV, uh, Rhett Titus defeated Carlos Romo, who made his return to action. Uh, this is his first of three three shows and three nights, all getting ready for his Warrior show next week. Uh, Megan Bang defeated Kaya McKenna uh, in the Discovery Gauntlet tag match. Jay Cruz and Victor Chase defeated Mach 10 and Razor Wing. Uh, Teddy Goods defeated Dak Draper. Um, Alec Price and Becca defeated Ali Ketch and Effie. And Slade defeated Master Slamovich in a new no DQ match. On to Friday, December 3rd. Uh, expect unexpected uh, wrestling from Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. And also on IWTV. <clears throat> uh, Billy Starks defeated Master Slamovich. Ricky Shane Page defeated Carlos Romo. So he's on two. Uh the Embassy of Azrael, Mike Vernon, and Papa Don defeated Juba, Valo, and the franchise Shane Douglas. Yes, I got to see this match, and uh, he can still move. He got, you know, he still got those punches and jabs, and good on the mic. Um, hopefully, Shane can make it to Chicago one day and get to see him in action. Because I really would like a shirt <laughs> uh, for the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Title. Champion Alex Shelley retained against John Wayne Murdoch. And Jonah defeated ACH in what was almost a squash match. Uh, kind of weird to see. It was over before. It was an okay match. It just seemed like it was too short. But they could have been running long as well. To Game Changer Wrestling from Houston, Texas. And their So High uh, show from on Fight TV. For the local title, champion Dante Leon defeated Jack Cartwheel. Allie Ketch defeated Gino Medina. Ninja Mac defeated Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, AJ Gray and Matthew Justice defeated Brian Keith and Mysterious Q. Uh, in a fun match, ASF, Chris Carter and Drago Kid, who is ridiculous in this match, defeated Demonic Flamita, Kringle Loco, and Low Rider. 
Uh, check that out if you can. Uh, Atticus Kogard defeated Nick Wayne. Uh, Bandito defeated Tony Deppin. Pretty much a Ring of Honor style match there. They actually uh, shook each other's hands and gave a hug. Uh, and then uh, Effie defeated Sadika in a wild match. Hopefully Effie's shoulder is okay. He really took a he took a beating on that shoulder through light tubes and hopefully he's okay. And then finally on to earlier today, Saturday, November 4th in Tokyo Pro. Almost the end of their autumn show. <laughs> uh, we had Haruno Neko and Miyu Watanabe defeated Pam Harajuku and Yuki Aino. Uh, Hakari Noa and Raku defeated Mahiro Kiru and Yuki Kanfuku. Yuka Sakazaki defeated Marika Kabashi. And a international princess title number one contendership delayed entry battle royal. Uh, Maki Ito defeated Hyper Masao, Nadoka Tenma. Rika Tatsumi, Shoka Nakajima, Nao Kakuda, Suzumi, and Yuki Irai. Uh, pretty good there. And then Miyu Yamshita and Moko Miyamoto defeated Rishu Endo and Mizuki. A fun show, of course. Tokyo Pro. Uh, one final note, long overdue. Uh, I'm a couple weeks late on this. Uh, like November 15th, late. Uh, Jonathan Gresham announced he is starting up a new wrestling promotion called Terminus Modern Day Grappling. Uh, the first show is January 16th of 2022 from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, he has already signed Daniel Garcia, Bandito, Janai Kai, Moose, Alex Coughlin, Dante Carriero, Lee Moriarty, Fred Yahai, and Joe Keys. That's so far. Um, who knows how many more he's going to get. But sounds like a fun show. Hopefully, I hope people see it. Uh, I didn't see any updates on like if it's on what streaming, if it's going to be streamed at all or whatever. Uh, before I go, if you are watching on YouTube, you are finally seeing that I have the Tag Me In T-shirt, and I'm happy to be part of their initiative uh, dealing with uh, depression and all that fun stuff. Uh, since I deal with depression for the last 26 years, dealing with uh, living with ulcerative colitis, and yes, even dealing with a uh, somewhat dark time, only two doctors know about that. And uh, yeah, uh, that's to say, I did not want to be here anymore. So I'm glad I'll do that. And uh, happy to be here. This show helps. Warrior Wrestling helps a lot. Uh, so I can't thank Tom and them enough for wanting to be a part of this wrestling podcast and their shows. Hopefully everyone is out there doing well. You can tag me in if you ever need help. I'm there no matter how how rough I might be feeling. I'm there for you. Uh, so that's a wrap for me. Until next time with more sh results and recaps. Which I might have to recap some shows during the Warrior show next week. Since there's so much going on today and tomorrow Sunday. Which like three or four shows as well crazy time in wrestling hope you all enjoying it um, however you like it wherever you can however you can uh, thank you for watching or listening hope you enjoyed the cut keep safe take care and be kind everyone back to you too. all right thank you charlie so right now i'm going to get into my uh not really power rankings i wouldn't call them but just my uh for my money the the uh the five standout stars of the week and that's called the top five so 
first up on the top five, Liv Morgan. Like I said, I'm loving this program with her and Becky Lynch. I, I would I love the fact that she's getting this push into the title picture because honestly, you th- when you think about the uh, the former members of the Riot Squad uh, with Sarah Logan, uh, Ruby Soho, and Liv Morgan. Liv is not the one that would immediately come to mind to get, you know, a championship push. But, you know, I'm not complaining and I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it. I think this is freaking awesome. Uh, I honestly I wish the other two members of the Riot Squad were still there, but I think they're both happy doing what they're doing right now anyway. But uh, so, yeah, Liv getting this push into the uh, into the championship picture, I think, is just uh, it's about damn time. I'll put it that way. Uh, number two on the top five, Brian Danielson uh, has just been mowing through the Dark Order uh, in each guy's hometown and, you know, pretty much uh, doing what a good heel does, saying what he's going to do and backing it up, you know, because uh, I mentioned that last week. That, that's pretty much the worst thing a heel can do is tell the truth. So, uh, yeah, Brian Danielson just uh, working his way through the Dark Order on his way to Hangman Page for that world title. Number three, Matt Cardona, like I said, picked up that pinfall victory over Moose in the tag team match, made the appearance at NWA Hard Times 2, basically laid down a challenge for Trevor Murdoch for the NWA world title. So uh, Cardona, you know, uh, is, is going to be a busy guy here, I would think, coming up the next uh, next few months going after uh, world championships. Uh, number four on the top five, Tony Storm, uh, another one who I'm very happy to see uh, pushed into a title uh, title picture, and, and uh, in this case, along with Charlotte Flair, I think uh, Tony Storm and Charlotte could put on a damn good match. Tony Storm, of course, former uh, NXT UK Women's Champion, so you know I'd uh, I'd love to see her as uh, uh, the <clears throat> yeah the SmackDown Women's Champion. <laughs> I can't keep these shows straight half the time. But anyway, so uh, we'll have to see when this match, when and if it's going to take place. I would assume it's going to be a day one, but we'll see. And last but certainly not least on the top five, Cora Jade. I already, uh, you know, sung her praises about the uh, the War Games event, um, you know, with the uh, that injury spot. I don't know if it was a legit injury or not. I'm sure we'll find out, you know, in the coming days uh, uh, if it was... Uh, you know how serious it is if it is a real injury but uh yeah Cora Jade MVP of the whole pay-per-view for my money and that's uh that rounds out the top five for this week Liv Morgan Brian Danielson Matt Cardona Tony Storm and Cora Jade so let's get into the next segment of the show here where I get to play armchair promoter and that is the fantasy booker So Fantasy Booker this week is just all about raw freaking power. And I'm talking about Brian Cage versus Brock Lesnar. I talked about Brian Cage a little while ago with uh, all the the contract talk that's been going on with AEW and stuff like that. And there's been rumors going around about him, you know, that he could possibly be done with AEW very soon and about... You know, there could be some WWE interest there. I'd be surprised if there wasn't WWE interest. And that just seems like a natural matchup. Brian Cage and Brock Lesnar. I mean, think about these two guys hooking it up. I mean, we we all know Brock Lesnar is capable of a lot more in the ring than we see from him with just the German suplexes and the F5s. And I think Brian Cage is one 
you know, to put in there against him to bring that out because Cage can do a lot of the same stuff. Cage can do the high-flying stuff, but he can also damn well do the power stuff, and he's, you know, one of few people who I think could match power for power with Brock Lesnar. So this is one, this would just be a straight-up bull fight or, or a hoss fight or whatever you want to call it with these two guys. You're talking about 600 pounds of humanity in there between these two just going to war. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd pay money to see that, you know, if they can go out there and have the match that they're both capable of. WWE, that's always questionable, but... Uh, you know, ideally, in a perfect world, it'd be a damn good match. So, uh, yeah, that that's a fantasy booker for this week. Brian Cage and Brock Lesnar. Somebody booked this damn match. So, let's get into the last segment here where I talk about kind of an unpopular opinion, and I'm talking about the weekly hot take. So the hot take for this week, as much as I love the NWA, I like what Billy Corrigan has done with the NWA, they already have too many titles and not enough wrestlers. I mean, the NWA now has seven championships. They have the World Heavyweight Championship, the television title, the national title, the tag team titles, the women's world title, the women's tag team titles, and now they're reintroducing the World Junior Heavyweight title. It's too much. NWA is not big enough as far as roster-wise to maintain that many championships. And I realize, you know, the Forbidden Door, anybody can come in, you know, challenge for these titles. But, I don't know, for me, it's too much. The the old NWA had way too many titles. They had dozens, possibly hundreds, because you had so many different regional titles and state championships and, and heavyweight and junior heavyweight for everything and, and world titles and U.S. titles. And uh, they, were, they had a title for everything. So it hasn't gotten that bad yet, but seven championships for a company this size is too much, in my opinion. Obviously, this is just my opinion. I'm sure people are are very happy with it, you know, and that's fine. I'm not saying you have to agree with me, but like I said, they don't have the roster to maintain that many titles, you know. I mean, I'm kind of surprised they have three men's singles titles with the world title, the TV title, and the national title. Uh, and, and now they're adding the, the junior heavyweight title, and then the women's, they got the women's world title and the women's tag team. They, it, they just don't have the roster to necessitate that many titles, let alone to maintain them. So, like I said, it's my opinion. I, I still love the NWA. I think what Billy Corrigan has been doing is amazing, that he's kind of taken it back to, you know, its simplistic, bare-bones, what the NWA always was. I love that. I love the fact that they're back to studio wrestling. It's got the the old school feel of the, you know, Saturday 605 in the TBS studios the way it always used to be with Tony Schiavone and David Crockett. I love it. But, yeah, the title picture, I think they're just uh, introducing too many titles too fast is my, uh, my take on that one. So that is going to wrap things up for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Again, thank you to everyone for watching, listening, and subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to check out catchhookshoot.com. Make sure you're following on social media at catchhookshoot. Head to prowrestlingtees.com slash catchhookshoot for your t-shirt needs. You can find all that and a whole lot more at linktree slash catchhookshoot. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. And uh, also, coming up next week, I, 
I am going to have an interview with Warrior Wrestling CEO Steve Tortorello talking about their Warrior Wrestling 17 event coming up next Sunday, December 12th. Uh, head to warriorwrestling.net for all the info. This is just a ridiculously stacked card. And as always, myself and Charlie G will be broadcasting live play by play from the event on Podbean. The links are up on social media where you can uh, where you can go to listen live and free. That's always a good selling point. It's free. So <laughs> make sure to, to uh, catch me and Charlie G on the call for that one. You don't want to miss this show. You don't want to miss the interview with Steve where we run down the card talking about all the all these amazing matches that they have lined up and, and one where I'm pretty sure Steve is trying to kill me or at least kill my voice. But we'll get into that when I talk to Steve this week. So uh, for right now, I'm going to sign off. Hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy all the great wrestling coming up, and I will talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.